I think that the, the, the simply answer is that, you know, during COVID, one of the decisions we took as government was we must not allow employees to suffer because the employers did not comply with UIF. Now, it meant we, we allowed employers to apply even those that had not declared or contributed for UIF, but had employees enrolled with them. Now, some of these employers, as they were applying, because they were applying for the first time, and we had no record whatsoever of them, either with, with SARS or any of the institutions, so they applied for the first time, it meant they declared their employee for the first time, and only at that point did you know that they had so many employees, and you processed the payment. But bearing in mind that we had already made a decision that every payment that we are going to make, we are going to be following every cent through the auditor. And that's how they managed to swindle that kind of money from the lawyer. So these were mainly employers? The 16 suspects The sixteen suspects were mainly employers that, uh, that were arrested? It's a combination of both. It's the employers and the employees. Mm-hmm. So, so what charges are the suspects now facing? And, and do you expect more arrests, though? Oh, yes. We're actually expecting more arrests. Now, all of these will be facing charges of fraud. Mm-hmm. Does the arrest also mean that the UIF will now recover the money, or, or what will happen next? Well, we, we take a number of steps with, with these um, uh, fraudsters. One, we are going to be freezing all the accounts. So if there's any accounts in their names, in their business accounts, we are going to freeze the accounts. We are going to attach their assets. We are going to attach anything that they own. And, and through that process, we'll be able either to recover the money by selling their assets or by changing the whatever amount that is in their accounts. And if they're not able to, to recover from those funds, then they'll be going to prison, of course, and they'll, they'll have to make arrangements to pay us back uh, their spending money if we cannot collect every single cent that they've collected from us. Just how rife was the COVID-19 test uh, fraud, and is it still continuing? No, I wouldn't say it's still continuing uh, right now. But I think uh, at this stage, excuse me, we're picking them case by case. Mm. I mean, just the, the three cases that um, is now in the media, is they applied using the system, as I was explaining to you earlier. But we now, because we have their records, for, for example, one of the people that was picked up, they tried to apply for SASA grant now. And when, when they apply for SASA, we pick up the SASA compares their data against ours. And we say, oh, no, that person is employed. This company applied for them. And suddenly this person said, oh, no, 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 I was not employed. <laughs> and boom, we nabbed them. So that's how we picked up that suspect. Another one applied for, wanted to get a, a, a housing subsidy. And they've used a higher salary than what they are getting now. And again, we picked them up in, in that form. So it, it's a control that we, we, we've put as a result of some of these uh, fraudulent activities. But I think what people forgot uh, is once they, they give us their data, and the ID numbers. It meant now anything that they want from the state, data will be compared against UIF data. Mm-hmm. Because you've already told us that you are employed and you're earning so much. So you cannot apply for anything in the state until people compare their data with UIF. And now more and more people will be caught because you, you want a housing subsidy, they'll compare against UIF data. You want SASA, they'll compare against UIF data. You want any of the benefits will be compared against data. So more and more people will come out who have uh, fraudulently applied for UIF.